Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay. <laughs> hey everybody, it's Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, and you're listening to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. And out in the night owl, you're tuned in to Wrestle Talk. 657-383-1521. We'll be discussing WWE, NXT, Lucha Underground, ROH. Fantasy Wrestling, and we'll have some of the best damn interviews for professional and independent wrestling that you've ever heard. And I'm Joe Lance. Ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts, keep your arms in the vehicle at all times. Wrestle Talk begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nightmare Jones is here once again on a Wednesday night, Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen, that means one time and one thing, and one thing only, it is time for the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee, we got a great, great show for you tonight, we got the high spot segment, we got the shoot and shout segment, we got the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge, we got the Fantasy Wrestling segment, and if that is not enough, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Devin James coming on and Josh C. coming on. It's going to be an absolutely amazing, amazing, amazing show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are waiting for uh, the night out to come on, so as we wait on the night out to come on, I'd like to uh, make a little toast to the Wrestle Talk Podcast fans. And family, whatever you're drinking, whether it's water, whether it's beer, soda, whatever the heck that is, hopefully it's in a uh, a Wrestle Talk podcast mug, because it's been scientifically proven that if you put your drinks in the Wrestle Talk podcast mug, it will make them 20% to 40% cooler. So you got to get yourself a Wrestle Talk podcast mug www.wrestletalkpodcast.com You can click on the merch tab and get yourself a customizable mug. It's gonna, it's absolutely amazing. Some people sell t-shirts and, and whatnot. We are selling beer mugs because, well, mugs, because, you know, we, we, we want to do something different. So, absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. So, what we're going to go ahead and do is we're going to go ahead and get into... What we always do about this time is we wait on the night out to call in, and that is, that is 100%, ladies and gentlemen, what we would like for you to do is take off your hat, bow down, take off your hat, and salute the greatest country in America, and that's America, damn it. Oh, 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 say can you see, and the rock is 
If I'm not mistaken, I believe we have the night out. So intern Timmy, well, I'm sorry, there is no more intern Timmy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, intern Timmy has been fired. We now have what you would call a um, what's the word that I'm looking for? We now have a audio engineer for the Wrestle Talk podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, no more intern Timmy. So go ahead and play that music, sir. Excited to be part of the WrestleTalk team and look forward to everything. And I'm glad y'all brought me aboard and can't wait. But I'll be talking to you about that money you mentioned, you know. Oh, yes, so, yes, negotiations. Well, now, well I'll now, tell now, you what. Whatever that was guaranteed, whatever money was guaranteed comes out of the Night Owl's pocket. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. You know what? We're not going to have negotiations on the air, but what we are going to do is welcome you to the team, uh, Hardcore Hoss. I'm very excited that we actually have somebody that's being paid to do the job and to do the job properly. So, because we have so many awesome guests lined up, we're going to hold you to high standard, and I'll tell you one thing for sure, man. Very, very soon, everybody in the WrestleTalk family is going to know why we're so excited to have you, man. So, thank you very, very much. And the only downside to having... Hardcore Hoss is a part of the Wrestle Talk Podcast team now, is that now I am faced with two Raiders fans. Joe is a Raider fan, and so is Hoss. So now it's two against one, but that's fine, because me and the uh, Super Bowl championship trophy that's sitting over there at one Arrowhead Drive, we're going to be just fine, and we don't need no help. So take that, butthead. Well, and just as important, don't forget, you're faced with two La Familia members as well. Oh, yes. But, of course, well, we'll get into that a little bit more in the second hour. Hoff, thank you for being here, bro. Jonesy, let's go ahead and kick off the rest of the show because we got a hell of a show lined up for you guys. Man, I will tell you one thing real quick, Joe, though. You know, 
fighting for autism is a cause that we've talked about on many occasions here on the show. We're going to have the pleasure mm-hmm. of talking uh, to Devin James a little bit later here within about 25 minutes. Talk to us about kind of what he's got going on. You know, he uh, he's done some great work with, with Donald Pro Wrestling over in the St. Louis area, and I think that's something he's looking to continue when things start to open back up. So he's got some big news for us. Make sure you guys hang with us for that. Right after the hour, we're going to talk to the world premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the FWWC. Always exciting things going on there. And then, of course, what everybody's been looking forward to, man, we continue to show love to Black Wrestlers Matter, an incredible event that's taking place on the 22nd of August in Des Moines, Iowa. And your boys are proud sponsors, by the way. We are very proud sponsors of Black Wrestlers Matter. And Josh C is going to be facing off against Airwolf that night. And I'm sure he's got some thoughts. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's about that time, Josie. Have we done the salute to the flag yet, or do we need to go into that right now? We have. We, we have done that. Uh, as of right now, we are going to go into uh, the high spot segment. So, in, so, Mr. Audio Engineer, we got to come up with, with, with a nickname. If you could please. Hardcore Hoss is his name. That's the name. Hardcore, <laughs> Hardcore Hoss, if you could please play the High Spots intro. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, we've got so much stuff that we can talk about during the high spot segment. Um, I think the one thing that we need to talk about is last night was Monday Night Raw. Dominique Guerrero, or Dominique Mysterio, I should say. I don't know why I said Guerrero. I do know why. Uh, uh, he took a savage, <laughs> a savage beating. That's so funny. Some of you guys will know why that's funny. Some of you guys will know why that's funny. And by the way, we are going to be doing the 10 Bell Salute here in just a couple of moments. Uh, between the high spot segment and our interview with Josh C. So, for sure, guys, we're going to give the 10 bell salute to Kamala. And uh, as we are um, going to be doing that, we're also going to be playing a short tribute, which our guy, Hardcore Hoss, is getting ready for us. Right, Jonesy? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, so Dominique Mysterio took one hell of, of a beating from Seth Rollins. And Buddy Murphy last night. I mean, you know, this, this dude, like, he was a trooper. Like, he took, I, I don't know how many kendo shots that 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 he took. And you know, of course, afterwards, you know, people flocked to social media. You know, they went too far. That's not cool. This is why I don't watch the WWE. But yet, those are the same people that want the Attitude Era to come back. And it's like, you know, you want the Attitude Era. To come back, but yet when they start bringing a little bit of it back, you start complaining about it. I know that you saw that segment, Renee. So, what are your thoughts about that segment? Oh man, I'm so glad that you're asking me, guys, um, because you know, Jonesy, 
at first, I was very uncomfortable, and I don't think that feeling ever went away completely. Um, you know, you, you combine that with, um, you know, some of like the Antifa-like antics that are going on with retribution, and it, it feels weird and not in a good way. But I try to remain objective for the sake of the show, and I did feel a little bit better, particularly about the Dominic Guerrero thing. Uh, or there you go, now you got me doing it. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> the Dominic Mysterio situation. When I realized how old the kid is, um, I went and looked up his age, and I was surprised to find out how old he is because he doesn't look it in the face. Just guessing, Joe. How old would you guess? Dominic Mysterio is. Um, I would probably say he's. If you don't already know the answer, if you already know the answer, then just just say you. Know I don't. The I would probably say he's probably about maybe twenty two, twenty three, maybe. Okay, very good guess. Very good guess. Well, I don't know what it was, bro. Just by looking at his face, to me, it looked like he was like eighteen, nineteen, or twenty. He's actually mm-hmm. twenty three. So you know. <laughs> At that age, are you old enough to make those sorts of decisions? Well, legally, you absolutely are. I think it's sure. just a matter of taste, bro. It's just a matter of taste. And I think you're, you're 100% right, Jonesy. You can't have it both ways. You can't be the guy that's always bitching, fussing, and complaining about the attitude era and, and everything being too PG. But then you see something like that, then you've got a problem with it. I mean, it is meant to be a little hard to watch. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of the, the purpose of it. But you have to understand that Raw is struggling mightily right now. We've covered mm-hmm. it in fairly decent detail that the ratings, especially over the last couple of weeks, have not been very good. So what do you do, bro? You pull out all the stops. You can't keep bringing back the legends all the time because that's one of those tricks that they use to try to get you know ratings boosts here and there. So you got to yeah. do something with the talent you already have and giving something – for people to talk about the next day, something that people on Twitter during the show will say, hey, bro, you see this ass-whooping that Dominic Mysterio is catching right now from Seth Rollins? That is going to help bring some additional eyeballs to the show. And I'm curious, Joe, to see if their tactics work. I don't know when those numbers, the viewership numbers from last night are going to come out, but I'm inclined to believe that much like in the Attitude Era, the darker you go, the nastier it gets, the more inclined people are going to be to watch it. The question is, yeah. are you losing the younger, younger demographic by doing that? Keep in mind, my friend, for a long time, the first hour to hour and a half of Monday Night Raw had a PG rating, and then somewhere in between the second hour, it would go to PG-13. This whooping that Dominic Guerrero got was in the first hour. Yes. So are they okay with losing some of that younger demographic? And the mom's going, what are you watching, son? Turn that off. That is so inappropriate. Are, are they willing to forego a certain segment of those young fans, Joe, to try to appease the marks? I don't know. We're going to find out very, very quickly about the ratings. And while you give me your thoughts, I'm going to see if I can find them on the Google machine. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, when I was watching it, uh, my 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 thoughts were holy crap, you know he like he's really taking these uh, uh, kendo shots, and I was like, you know, why isn't anybody coming down to like save this this dude? Like like nobody like came down down to uh, uh, save him, and you know, I, I I think that the 
WWE is kind of okay with with how things are going uh, with the uh, the demographic because I think that it's going to allow them to have more viewers and you know yeah you know it it, it might throw off off a couple people but in the in reality what it's going to do is it's going to make people want to watch that match even more. Because they're going to want to see how Dominic Mysterio is going to respond to his 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 beating. Like you know, you know, what is is Dominic Mysterio going to do? You know, it 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 makes Dominic Mysterio an even bigger face than what he already was, and it makes Seth Rollins a bigger heel than he already was. Um, you know, like like Vincent, you know, I a lot of people think. A lot of people think that 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 this whole retribution thing is stupid, but if you look at SmackDown's ratings, SmackDown's ratings went up last week because of the retribution thing that 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 happened. So you know, I'm 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 definitely interested to see you know what's what's going on with this retribution. Um, and yeah, so were you able to find? What you well, let me jump for? in. Let, let me jump in before you. Um... Before you change subject here real quick, Joe, a uh, huge shout-out to our newest sponsor, I-70 Sports Media. Uh, the, the wonderful guys at I-70 Sports Media are covering all things professional sports in the great state of Missouri, from Kansas City to St. Louis. Make sure you give them some love. Big shout-out to our sister podcast, good folks over at the Conspiracy Farm, Jay Hollywood, Pat Milicich. You know what it is. We love you guys to death. Esports Bar KC holding the Midwest the most elite watch parties hosted by the Wrestle Talk Podcast, Esports Bar KC, our boys over at King Kate at the Oak Park Mall. Shout out to you guys. And of course, Royal Mills Transportation. Thank you guys for always supporting the Wrestle Talk Podcast. So Joe, are you saying that WWE could potentially have risked the short term consequences of turning off their younger viewers? for a chance to score big at a pay-per-view. Is that kind of what you were alluding to? Because I kind of like your logic a little bit. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, because, you know, if, if you watch, you know, AEW, you know, AEW, you know, they, they've had things like Cody Rhodes getting ripped and whatnot, you know. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but, you know, you also have to cater to the audience that's older than than the kids. If if the WWE just catered to to the younger audience, how many people are gonna tune in to to the WWE? You know, like like I like watching, you know, things that are a little bit more edgier and so, you know, I like the whole Dominique Mysterio thing. So absolutely. Well and guys your age Joe are the ones that are like spending mega money on merchandise. Like you know, parents will buy their kids a T-shirt or whatever, but, you know, guys exactly. like you in their, you know, 45, 45 to 25 are, like, buying the championship belts and buying, you know, vacation packages to WrestleMania. And, and here's the thing. Uh, looking at this information in front of me, courtesy of our friends over at Ringside News, so at least the short-term effect of it doesn't seem to have made a huge impact. So last week, Monday Night Raw, was sitting at an average of 1.72 viewers, okay? That's uh, from last week. Okay, my, my mistake. No, they were sitting at 
pay-per-view to pay-per-view goes up, say, say 5%, then maybe it'll be worth it. It'll be worth the risk of alienating some of the fans that maybe thought that that went a little bit too far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's yet to be seen, and, and I appreciate you for a strong opinion, Joe, because honestly, I think the wait-and-see attitude is great, but when you're hosting a podcast, you've got to have strong opinions, gosh darn it. And we want to hear from you guys exactly. with those strong opinions exactly. about anything in the world of pro wrestling. You guys know the number, 657-383-1521. What else we got on deck, Joe? Oh, man, I'd have to say that the one thing that, that we definitely need to talk about is what has been going on with Pat McAfee and Adam Cole, baby. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Like, it all started, Adam Cole goes on Pat McAfee's podcast. Pat McAfee, you know, is being Pat McAfee. You know, he's, he's you know, he's he's arrogant. You know, he's, he's saying what he wants, and he mentions that Adam Cole has gotten where he's, where he's at in NXT because of the, uh, the, uh, era, the, um, I can't remember the, the, the and then he makes a mention that Adam Cole is short. And of course, Adam Cole goes off and, and you know, he goes off on Pat McAfee. Well, last, NXT, last week on NXT, Pat McAfee showed up at NXT and, him and Adam Cole got into it, and and Pat McAfee legit kicked Adam Cole in the head and knocked him completely out. So now you're gonna have Adam Cole against Pat McAfee at NXT Takeover. I think that that's absolutely amazing. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Pat McAfee. I don't think a lot of people realize that this dude has been like training for quite some time now. And I think that, that he's going to surprise a lot of people when he gets into the ring against Adam Cole at NXT Kago. But, of course, Adam Cole is one of these type of wrestlers that he could make me look good in a wrestling ring. <laughs> Just saying. Well, you know what? I, I, have, I have absolutely agree with you. Uh, you know, much in the vein of AJ Styles, I think, um, I think Adam Cole could have a great wrestling match with a brown paperback. Quite frankly, I, I really do believe that, Joe. And I think they're going to surprise a lot of people, uh, maybe not to the extent of what we saw like when Ronda Rousey came onto the scene and she just absolutely blew everybody out of the water. I don't think it'll be anything like that. But no. I don't think he'll necessarily disappoint anybody either. So I'm very, very excited to see it. And, and I actually did go back and watch the interview that kind of kicked it all off. I guess they've been throwing shots at each other for a long time. Yeah. But it all came to a head on Pat McAfee's show on the Barstool Network, okay? Yeah. So I thought it was kind of cool how, you know, th- that exchange happened, and then they followed it up with an appearance by yeah. Pat McAfee at NXT. And listen, yes, Pat McAfee was a, a kicker in the NFL, but don't get it twisted. It's not like the guy's 5'7 or 5'8. He's still a pretty damn big guy and happens to be one of the greatest to ever play his position. So he wasn't just some scrub. I'm very interested, and um, I think it just keeps with the tradition of bringing celebrities in for some of these bigger shows. We saw for WrestleMania, they had those guys from Saturday Night Live. Now we're talking SummerSlam, usually something that they do a little bit more around WrestleMania season. But the fact that they're bringing in celebrities from all walks of life, I think makes it very, very interesting. Now, with that said, Joe, celebrity can also work against you. And here's a story that I wanted to bring up for the high spot segment. 
as uh, we're only just a couple of minutes away from bringing on Devin James. And here it is. Chris Jericho and his band are playing, or this is at when it's happening, Chris Jericho and his band Fozzy playing in front of over 20,000 fans. No social distancing, no mask. I'll just go ahead and point out the irony of WWE calling, I mean, AEW calling WWE a slop shop. Then a few weeks later, Jericho does this. We remember AEW criticizing WWE for the way they were conducting their shows and not being safe or what have you. Also, fans were also defending Jericho on Twitter. The same ones who shat on Vince McMahon and WWE for holding events during the pandemic are actually saying they're proud of Jericho for holding these concerts. So everybody is having the great mask debate. Not Mm -hmm. masturbate, Marco Kirby, shout out to you. (laughs) But the mask debate. The the mask debate. So, Joe, I know you're not a doctor and your last name ain't Fauci, my guy, but is it okay to go back to have concerts and wrestling shows as long as we are all trying our best to socially distance and wear masks. Are you oh. or are you not in favor of things starting to open back up when it comes to professional wrestling? Um, when it comes to professional wrestling, I can I, I can obviously you know agree that you know you know you can have wrestling shows you know but it has to be social distancing. You have to wear a mask. Uh, there, there, there was a show this this weekend that was supposed to to go on, and the day of the show, somebody called the health department, and the the show got got shut down. Now concerts, no, because I don't see people agreeing to stand outside in like ninety degree weather, ninety five degree weather, <laughs> wearing masks. Because I know I wouldn't want to be out there wearing masks, so I don't feel that. But Joe, but, that but Joe they're outside. Should... But, but I know outside. you're outside. So like, but you, isn't it better to be outside? That's what they keep telling us. I mean, I don't know. I'm confused now. I mean, to to me, you know, it 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 is what it is. Okay, I'll 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 explain it like this. Rick Rose, you right. know Rick Rose, right? Rick Rose thought that it was okay, too, to be outside without a mask on. And what happened? So then what do you say? You're saying yes, as long as people wear masks? Is that what you're saying? As long as you have a mask on, I don't see any, I don't see any issue with it, but there's no way you're going to be able to make, you're going to have, you know, people wearing masks at concerts. It's just not going to happen. So you're saying that concerts concerts lend themselves too much. Uh, yes. You're saying concerts lend themselves too much to people being in close quarters. And so you're not yes. in favor of that. But wrestling shows, yes, because you can set up the seating and all that kind of stuff, right? Exactly. You, you, okay, you, I get you. You can separate the seating, the, a little bit more control. You, 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 you can set up the seating. It's going to be a lot easier for you to be able to make sure that everybody has a mask on. If you're at at a concert with two thousand people, who's going to be in charge of making sure that everybody has their their mask on? You know, I mean, it's just that's just my thoughts. You know, just just my thoughts. All right. Well, good answer. But Chris Jericho, for as much as he's beloved, is getting a lot of heat right now 
And I want to know what the people that are watching, do you think Chris Jericho did the right thing by having the concert? Give us some thumbs up. Or did you think he did the wrong thing by having the concert? Maybe a little bit of a hypocrite. Hit the angry face for us. If you disagree with Chris, Jer- Chris Jericho holding that concert, we got oh, we got some angry faces flying across the screen, Jonesy, and a couple of thumbs up. Oh my goodness, the audience is split right now. Oh my God, what are we gonna do? <laughs> I love it, dude. Well, listen, there's one other thing I want to bring to the table before we get on over to our buddy, the captain, Devin James, representing Fighting for Autism. And here it yes. is, Joe. Ring of Honor today. Courtesy of our friend, the beer man himself, Beer City Bruiser. Saw it on his Twitter page, Joe. They are coming back to filming in September in their home state of Maryland. Bro, Ring of Honor, I thought, was making a little bit of a recovery before the pandemic. But then, obviously, everyone, everything went to hell sometime in the middle of March. Here's my question to you. They're getting back to filming. They've been around for a long time. Joe, where would you rank Ring of Honor right now as far as what you believe to be the top promotions in the world? Because I think at some point they might have crept into the top eight, maybe even top six. But right mm-hmm. now I'm not so sure I could say that. You've been watching Ring of Honor a lot longer than I have. But moving forward, bro, do you think they have a chance of consistently staying in the top ten promotions? Um, uh, absolutely, because a lot of people, you know, still watch Ring of Honor. It's, it's one of the major wrestling promotions that you you have. I would 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 say that if you were to ask me, I would say that New Japan Pro Wrestling for me is the best. And then you've got yep. WWE and AEW, like at at like a close second. Like I'm not gonna say. You know, which one is better, you know, because I don't want, you know, all all the, the hate. So, what are you going to say that WWE and AEW is tied? And I'm going to say that behind that by the way. is... The fact that, that you're... Bro, the fact that you're saying that AEW is on the same playing field as the WWE right now is, like, comical. Bro, how could you... You know what? I'll wait. I'll let you finish, bro, because that, that sounds, like, ridiculous to me. But go ahead. The only reason that I'm saying that is because I don't want to have all the hate because it's obvious if you go on Facebook and if you you you, you say something, then, you know, then you're going to have 50,000 messages. Da, 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 da. So I'm just saying that preferentially, I like WWE better than AEW. So I would put the WWE ahead of, of AEW. But what I'm saying is that that right behind them, in my opinion, would be Ring of Honor and then Impact Wrestling. That's just my thoughts. Okay. Well, you know what? We personally are very excited to see our friends at Ring of Honor back. Beer City Bruiser's been on here with us. Ian Rigabani's been on, on here with us on several occasions. Punishment Martinez before his NXT run. Uh, so we obviously love Ring of Honor and would love to see them continue to be successful. Well, Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be getting into our conversation with Devin James here in just a matter of moments, but we're going to do something right now that I think needs to be done, and that is we're going to play a 10-bell salute for the late, great James Harris, better known as Kamala. Now, if you guys follow us on social media, 
you probably saw a little video that I was able to dig up of Kamala power slamming Andre the Giant years before it happened at WrestleMania between Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Not only that, Kamala, one of the most original characters in pro wrestling history. You've seen uh, Papa Shango and a few other people, you know, the boogeyman, do similar things, but nobody did it like this man. And for well over 40 years, the man helped us make memories. If you're a pro wrestling fan, you've at very very least heard the name. So we're going to hit the 10-bell salute, not only for him, but also for marvelous Mitch Ryder of uh, IWA Mid-South fame and Shikara, who also passed away this week at the age of 48. That came courtesy of our friends over at 411 Mania and also via Ian Rigabani of Ring of Honor. So, ladies and gentlemen, do us a favor. Please remove your caps as we observe a 10-bell salute and a short kind of snippet to help us all remember WWE Hall of Famer, Kamala. from Devastation Incorporated presents from Ugandia, the Ugandian giant, 397 pounds, Kamala! This is Kamala. Kamala. Ugandan giant. Kamala, the Ugandan giant. That was a great gimmick, and people bought into Kamala, man, because, man, when he come down with that hand strike, that was the real deal. When Kamala came to the ring, the kids ran away from him. He scared him. People thought he may have been uh, uh, a dangerous man on the loop. Uh, can I say hi to Mom? Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. <laughs> I wanted to be a truck driver. I couldn't find a job. So I say, uh, I think I'm just going to go to wrestling. Oh, yeah, you're the big guy. Yeah, I mean, you, you do good in the wrestling. And I had a few ups, and Lord knows how many downs. I don't ever want him to give up on himself because I would never give up on him. So we just got to fight together because God is going to always be with us. And R.I.P. Kamala. I remember Kamala. I, I remember watching him wrestle the, the likes of Hulk Hogan, uh, Undertaker. Uh, you know, he went to WCW. So, yeah, you know, 
Kamala was this type of guy that would scare people, but he was an awesome dude outside of, of the ring. And, uh, you know, he had a lot of ups. He had a lot of downs. But you know, the one thing he always did was he loved the professional wrestling business. So to the Best of Talk podcast, to Kamala's family, uh, we, uh, we have you in our thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers indeed. And, of course, when it comes to the marvelous Mitch Ryder, um, very well known for his time over at uh, IWA Mid-South, unfortunately passed away this week. Um, you know, Ryder was a multiple-decade veteran in the industry, um, having matches all the way back in the old WCW days. Uh, in 1993, believe it or not, he had a match against Cactus Jack. Uh, his most kind of prolific period was kind of in the late 90s, where he worked uh, a host of matches uh, in a lot of great promotions uh, like Chikara, uh, working with Shane Hawk, Larry Sweeney, The Fabulous Three, um, and the uh, USWO, and more. Uh, Ryder's most recent matches were in IWA between 2016 and 2017. And uh, just going off of social media, we heard from the likes of uh, Mance Warner, Chris Hero, Lee Dorado, and more. So rest in peace to both James Harris, a.k.a. Kamala, and, of course, the marvelous Mitch Ryder, man. We tip our cap to you guys. Thank you for the memories. Thank you very, very much for the memories. Well, that said, Joe, we do have to transition to our first featured guest of the evening. I know we've got some music we can cue up for this man. He's a, a very interesting hard-working individual, self-professed genius, and a guy with a huge heart. With his contributions um, to fighting for autism, first ever fighting for autism champion, uh, we're real proud to bring this guy back on as we talk about his future and the future fighting for autism when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, longtime member of the WrestleTalk family, Devin James. podcast gentlemen it is such a pleasure to be on it is so good to talk to you guys you guys look great i've been listening to you every week since the last time we talked so thank you for having me back on wow well we appreciate you listening to us it's been a while since since we we had you on so what's been new with Devin james well um you know, like I said, first and foremost, thanks for having me on the show. Um, but what's new with me, uh, that's not why we're here. But as you know, I just moved into my new home, uh, settled down in Troy, Missouri. So uh, getting in the loops of there. But, yeah, I'm, uh, we've been doing a lot of work, staying off social media uh, as far as the Spectrum Slam. And that's what we're here to talk about. And I'm really excited to intro- uh, introduce the world of what's going to be going on from now on. Absolutely. Dude, very, very exciting. Joe, Joe, if you don't mind, I want to jump in here real quick, and I'll get right back to you. So, yeah. uh, Devin, 
you want to talk about Spectrum Slam, and I think that's huge. But I think it's also people. It's also important for people to understand your connection to professional wrestling. Can you do us a favor and talk a little bit about that, and then Joe, uh, jump back in there when you're ready. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, gentlemen. Um, so for those who don't know me, um, Captain Devin James. Uh, I used to be in the wrestling world uh, as Ace Anderson, and it kind of carried over into MMA. Um, I started training professional wrestling back in 2010 in Okinawa, Japan, while I was stationed over there. Um, and then basically I trained over there for two years. When I came back to the States uh, at the time, I reached out to Jim Yant and just explained to him um, – uh, my story, so to speak, my background, and uh, he said, let's do it, move forward. The only thing that held me back from going full-time back then when I was 23 was uh, you had to get licensed in Missouri. And in order, if I were to get a license, then I would surrender my amateur status in MMA. And Because I, I was at the crossroads at the time in my career um, where – I knew I could do MMA or I could do professional wrestling and I would do great at both. I was really trying to do both like as a fan of like the Bobby Lashley, the Ken Shamrock, the Brock Lesnar. Um, so I was and really Devin, trying to do both. And I'm sorry. No, I said Dan Severin is somebody that comes to mind as well. Yeah. Dan Severin. Absolutely. Uh, for NWA champion, baby. Um, but, uh, Correct. former NWA <laughs> champion, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, I wanted to, you know, be like my idols. And, um, I, I, you know, I got somewhere in MMA. You know, I hold a record still to this date. Uh, fastest knockout in the Scott Trade Center or Enterprise Center, but it was the Scott Trade back then. And no one's ever going to touch it. And um, I'm an icon. I'm a, I'm a legend. And uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. So when it comes to uh, fighting for autism, I, uh, when I wanted my wrestling career back, um, Brian Higginbotham uh, came up to me. He's the director of Fighting for Autism, and he said, "Hey, I want to, uh, I want to do something in the pro wrestling world, and we want you to, you know, start us off here. What do you think about getting back in the ring?" And I said, "Let's do it." So um, I got the title put on me, carried it over, uh, dropped it to Brent. Brent came up here, um, as you know, Demarius cashed in last year, and. Uh, took the title off Brent and it's back here in St. Louis. So, I mean, in my mind, he's got my title, but then at the end of the day, I'm also <laughs> here making an announcement of what I'm about to announce. So very exciting. Uh, we'll hold off on that for a second. Joe, why don't you jump back in here, bro? Cause I know you had a bunch of questions. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So, you know, you, you, you've been, uh, the ambassador for, uh, fighting for autism since 2017. What exactly does that 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 entitled like 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 what does it mean to be an ambassador of you know, for fighting of, of autism like that's what I'm trying to say is what does the ambassador do? Yeah, that's Great a good question. question. So um, yeah, as, as an ambassador, you know, you represent their brand and you try to be a positive role model of what they reflect and what their values reflect. And you know, fighting for autism, we are the voice of the voiceless when it comes to those on the spectrum. And, you know, as you've seen on my, or on, not everyone, but, um, you know, on my social media, I'm dubbed as the captain for a reason. And, you know, I proudly wear a, a Captain America shield with a puzzle piece in the center and instead of a star to, you know, show that, you know, those out of the one in 39, I, I got your back and I'll always have your back. 
And whenever it comes to needs of like anything, I'm always going to be there for my, my puzzle pieces, baby. You know what I mean? So it's just one of those things. Um, as an ambassador, that's what I do. I've been working with them since 2014, um, doing, you know, events as to where when Sesame Street Live comes to the Fox, where we provide a safe space area or hearing protection or, um, you know, sign language interpretation or things of that nature um, for those on the spectrum. So uh, I've been working with them hand in hand since 2014. It wasn't until after 2017 when I lost the title to Brent Banner um, in Georgia at RCW when I became an ambassador. Um, and that was really proud for me because that wasn't something like I wasn't really aiming for. That wasn't something like I really, you know, voice that I wanted. I was just out doing it. And then to get dubbed like an ambassador was just, man, I remember when I got the email, I started like flooding with emotion, like in tears. Cause it was just like, Holy shit. Like, sorry, but it was like the work that I'm doing is like being recognized, you know? So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's so, amazing. That, what a privilege. Yes, absolutely. What what a uh, privilege. So I guess that my next question before I throw it to Renee, because I know he's chomping at at, at the bit, is uh, what does fighting for autism mean to Devin James? Well, fighting for autism means to me is that you know anyone who's on the spectrum or anyone who has a family is a is a family member of those on the spectrum is we are here for you because there is no handbook for those on the spectrum. There is no, you know, resource guide or anything of that nature that can, you know, once you meet, I believe, you know, as much as I don't really care for the gentleman, I've heard it before. He said, as when you meet one person on the autism spectrum, you literally met only one person on the autism spectrum. And that's just where, you know, we all come together and try to find, a happy medium of things that work. And we just try to create programs like uh, a big fan that I am is the kickboxing therapy, um, you know, release program. I absolutely love that. Um, you know, I've even built like a home gym where I've like a, you know, bags hanging up where I've created my own like little outlet center for me personally. So um, that's what that means to me is like anyone just on the autism spectrum, we're here, baby. So. Wow. Absolutely. You know, I, 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 I have, a lot of friends that are, uh, are autistic, so you know it really means a lot to have some some somebody you know that is the 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 voice for them and somebody that you know you know has so much passion you know for those that that are, are autistic. So you know, as somebody that has friends and and you know is very much you know you know wanting to help out people for, with with autism. I definitely thank you. Uh, Renee, it's all yours, sir. Right. And you know what? As you guys were talking, I got real curious, and I was wondering, like, um, like you know, he's saying the spectrum, right, because there's so many different ways uh, that, that autism can kind of show its ugly face. But oddly enough, there have been some pretty outstanding people who have had autism, and mm-hmm. have become wildly successful. Let me let me read off a couple of the names off my list here. Uh, this is uh, courtesy of Applied Behavior Analysis Programs dot com. Here's a couple of names for you: Steve Jobs, former CEO of Apple; Bill Gates, co-founder of the Microsoft Corporation; Tim Burton, movie director; 
and one of my personal favorites, comedian Jerry Seinfeld. So allow this to serve as inspiration to you guys. Because if you suffer from autism, and Aaron, I saw you say something about you dealing with autism. Thank you for being here on the Facebook Live. We love you. Guys, please share this broadcast. Okay? Isaiah, I saw your message as well. Blessings to you and uh, your wife's sister. Okay? Love you guys for that. So let me transition from that to my very first question to you, Devin. So professional wrestling clearly still has a very, very special place in your heart. Is there a reason that today you're not currently active in the world of professional wrestling? I mean, aside from COVID-19, that goes without saying. Yeah, no. But you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're very athletic. You're, you're, you know, very athletic, former service member, uh, successful in MMA. You still seem relatively young. Why are you not actively pursuing a career in pro wrestling? I'm curious about that. Well, that's going to tie into why we're here, if you don't mind, I guess. Um, uh-huh. so, See, I had my suspicions. I had my suspicions. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and no. drop the bomb on us, brother? I, I can't, yeah, I can't no, throw I'll just, you an easier softball than that. No, I wasn't going to – I mean, I wasn't going to go balls deep, so to speak. But, um, yeah, I'll just uh, – Why not? As you know, I had a, a tumor removed ball. back in – uh, November from my appendix, um, and that was a very scary surgery. Fast forward to March, I had two more removed from my colon on March 3rd, and uh, uh, I'm, I guess I want to say the word flare. Basically, they got to go back in again, and um, the timetable of recovery is basically – I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the timetable of recovery is. Um, you know, now I'm like 240 pounds. Um, I wear it well is what I'm told, but like, uh, I don't know. And, um, you know, it's not really here, but it's like, I always told myself if, if I can ever get back in the ring, I'm going to have two matches. It's going to be my cousin Nathan against him. Cause I think everyone wants to see it. Um, and I, uh, Mike outlaw because I owe it to myself. He hit me in the back on my 30th birthday with the steel chair. Um, but yeah, never say never. It's just that, uh, I have to get some surgeries and once that surgery is done within my colon, I, uh, am going to have to get back in shape and we'll go from there guys. Um, it's just one of those things where, you know, I haven't really announced it on social media or anything of that nature. Like I said, you just hit me in the face with it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. You're one of my friends. Um, but it's like, yeah, so that's what's going on with me. So moving forward and you are now witnessing the launch of Devin James. Yeah. We'll, We'll keep you. Wait a minute. We'll keep you in our prayers for those of us who pray. And we'll send good vibes for to, from from those of us who vibe, regardless of what happens. Well wishes from the Wrestle Talk podcast and everybody in the Wrestle Talk family. It's a lot of negativity out there, bro. So we're gonna give you your flowers while we can give you your flowers. I'm real proud of everything no, you've done, bro. And nothing would make me happier. Nothing would make me happier than to see you be able to live out those two matches in the future. Hopefully, post surgery, post recovery, post you know getting back in shape. Yeah. So let me just say that so you can continue. 
But um, you are witnessing the launch uh, officially of uh, Devin James Enterprises. Um, this is going to be what I've done is I've taken all companies that I've invested in uh, throughout the St. Louis and, and on the East Coast um, to now uh, under one banner um, and moving forward, uh, Devin James Enterprises is going to fund all Spectrum Slams uh, financially. They'll be working hand-in-hand still in partner with Dynamo. Uh, and then moving yes. forward, uh, Drake Lee is going to, who is the chief operating officer of Devin James Enterprises. Uh, but Drake Lee will hold the book, and he will be in charge of all wrestling operations moving forward. And basically, the way it works is at the end of the day, Jim's going to tell me how much I need to cut the check for, and that's going to be it. I'm going to be out of it. Um, you know, it's just I got too much going on. But my love for St. Louis professional wrestling, my love for Dynamo Pro is always going to be there. And my love for fighting for autism will always fucking be there. Um, So, you know, I'm not bowing out yet. It's just one of those things where I'm just turning it over to uh, Dynamo, so to speak. Um, If they even, you know, want to move forward with the Spectrum Slam after COVID, which I'm sure they're going to want to. But um, why not? Yes. It's a great cause. Yeah, Right, no, I hear you. No, I'm just saying, you know, I know there's a lot going on and we're not, you know, jumping to anything, but, uh, yeah, Drake is going to be holding the book and um, it's going to be great. Dude, that is amazing. So you're definitely putting your money where your mouth is. Well, my question, this, and that's going to be kind of a hypothetical, so just bear with me. So say spring, you know, 2021, you know, everything's back to normal almost. Okay, because we know things will never be exactly how they were before. You book your show. Who are some of the talents that you would like to see on one of your shows? Because, you know, you I will happen to be know Drake as well, and I know he's got a great eye for talent, but I know you do too. So tell us about some of the guys that you think would be a great fit for one of those events. You will be seeing Mike Outlaw defend his title against Bandino. Uh, Mike Outlaw is the um, inter- Fighting for Autism Intercontinental Championship uh, champion. Uh, that that was already in like talks beforehand, um, but you will see Mike Outlaw take on Bandino. That will happen. Um, but you know, I'm not trying to be negative. It's just a lot of the names that we had on the list kind of popped up with the whole uh, speaking out movement. So it kind of just, um, we had to shift gears a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So, and hey, while you got your beer oh, up, I know yes, we're out of yes, lag. Yes. I, I, hey, really, while I you got your beer up, I know you're out of lag. Shove that, shove that beer to the to the camera. Let's toast really quick. Yes. To- toast Cheers, toast. everybody. Cheers to I'm professional good. wrestling coming back, but more importantly, cheers the fighting for autism, Devin James and his charitable nature, where even though he's not going to be as directly involved, he's still going to be helping to fund these amazing events that are helping so many people in the community. So cheers on three, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. One, two, three. Cheers and sit. Mm, God bless you. Oh, man. America, damn it. Love it. But, All right, so 
Mm -hmm. to my next question real quick. So you talked about it, and we addressed it to a certain extent here. So COVID-19 is changing the world. The Speak Out movement has changed the professional wrestling world. So when it comes to your dealings in the sport of pro wrestling, how will that change your approach, Devin? Um. You know, it, it was kind of the things where I had to talk with another wrestler when everything was coming out, and I just told him, I was like, what the F? Like, when you're hearing the stories and you're reading the dirt sheets, and me, I was shocked. And I was like, bro, this can't be real. la di da da And he said, well, if you would open your eyes, you would see that it's always been there. And that's when I kind of just had to sit back. And, I, I mean, I don't know if it's because I was so sheltered. Like, then again, man, like, I, I, you know, I was raised in the pro wrestling world, so to speak, training-wise, like, as a worker in Okinawa. So it was kind of like, you know, a smaller, smaller scale. Um, it, you know, and I went back to the barracks every night because I was still in the Marine Corps when I was training. So, it, like, hearing the stories of, you know, like, using your position to – get with younger like what the hell man like come on like these people like that's the uh, yeah. thing that's the thing like like i'm not trying to get on a tangent but it's like people come to see a show to escape like the bullshit you have going on in the world man and it's like you're either this this individual's like superman or like you're the villain that they love to cheer for and you're gonna try to tell them to take your shirt off and flex just to see how you look to or you know oh, you're 16 and I'm 23 and we're in England, so that's legal. Let's hook up. Like, what the hell, man? Like, no. So I just, you know, or, you know, the in, there's the individuals where it's like I'm 40 and I'm with a 19-year-old, but I've been training her since she was 14. That's gross. That's grooming. So it's like I just uh, – what date motherfuckers your own age, man. Come on. Like, <laughs> Preach! <laughs> Yeah, we can definitely agree with that, right, Jonesy? Well, with that, man, uh, Joe, I'm going to throw it back to you, bro, because uh, I know I can keep going for an hour. But we're going to throw it back to you with any final questions or thoughts, man, and then we'll go ahead and get into tonight's edition of the Shoot and Shout segment, which I'm sure is going to be a great time with our guest, the captain, Devin James. Go ahead, Joe. Um, I, I just have one final question. Uh, you know, the uh, – the uh, uh, Spectrum Slam is coming up, and um, so what do you hope that the fans get out of going to see one of the uh, Fighting for Autism events? What do you hope that they get out at the end of the day? Well, like I said, moving forward, it's going to be completely different. What I've hoped in the past is folks that, uh, you know, got something different, where they've seen, like, you know, folks that they've seen on the MMA platform collide with, the pro wrestling world. And I just think um, at first it was cool. At first it was awesome when they did it like once a year, but then it's kind of just got fizzled out. And so what you're going to be seeing like this year moving forward, um, or at least the concept that, you know, I wanted to go with before I stepped down is it was just kind of to be like a uh, Super Bowl of Super Bowls, like in, within the Midwest. So, like, the grand effing shows within the Midwest, but, like, that's worldwide, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, that's what I'll – you're going to see nothing but high-level technical 
professional wrestling matches moving forward. Tag team wrestling matches. Women matches. Hey, Joe, can I, um, can I jump back in real quick here? I want to jump back in real quick. Sure. I got to get your thoughts about this, Devin. And this time always goes so quick. It's, it's like a 25 to 35 minute interview, and I feel like it always goes by so quickly. So here's <laughs> so what do you think about Raw Underground? Do you Have you seen any of it? You talk about oh, MMA God, and pro wrestling. Everybody's been please, in my please, inbox. No, no, we Everybody. Gotta, we got to get your thoughts on this. <laughs> we got to get okay. your thoughts, bro. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Raw Underground, Forgive baby. me for... Forgive me for reviewing this as like two different ways. As an MMA fighter okay. and like a rest, like as an MMA guy, this is ex- this is make this is like why dumbasses call their local promoters with no training and jump in the cage, thinking that just because for two seconds they're gonna look cool with gloves and in a cage during the introductions, like it's crap. It's crap. Like it's just it's horrible. It's exposing the business. Now, like, as a worker, hey, Kababata or whatever the hell they named him now, like, that dude's a monster, you because, bro. Well, he's yeah. getting screen time while everyone else isn't. And you know what? If this is the platform he's got to use, hey, fucking good for him. Look at the Miz. He used uh, Real World to get to where he's at. So, I mean, sure if this is. guy's got to use some shit gimmick to get to where he wants to be, good for him. But it sucks. It'll be gone by the end of September. <laughs> you watch. Joe, Joe, I haven't got your thoughts on Raw Underground, bro. I, I didn't even want to bring it up. Yo, what up, J.A.? Hey, J.L.'s in the house. What up, baby? What up, what up, what up, Josh? Josh, little little John. <laughs> That's my dude. Uh, love Josh, man. It's my good, my good guy. Uh, recovering from throat cancer. I love this dude, man. Uh, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you, bro. Uh, but, Joe, what are your thoughts on Raw Underground, bro? Are you good with it or is it freaking trash? What do you think, Doug? Well, you know, I, I I think that is definitely something different, and and I think that is definitely interesting. Um, I I think that they're using it, they're using it to uh, uplift, you know, the the wrestlers a little bit more. You know, like last week they they had Bobby Lashley come come in and basically take out everybody. You know, Bobby Lashley, MVP, and uh, Shelton Benjamin, and then this week they had. Uh, Shayna Baszler, you know, you know they, you know she she came in and basically cleared cleared out. So so you know I don't really have a issue with it. Um, you know I I, I like M M M M M M A. I just wish that they could like maybe make the punches look a little bit better than what it looks because it it legit <laughs> looks like like the hardly even punching. I mean that that's just what it looks like. Super suspect. <laughs> like, members of the Dark Order had better punches on that infamous night in January, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Bro, straight facts, bro. Members of the Dark Order got better work punches, dog. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Well, you know what, Joe? I want you to harness that energy, okay? Oh, hold on. Real time out. So, a message from our friend... Lockie, representing oh, the beautiful country of Australia. <laughs> Thank you, Lockie. Thank you for being here. I'm going to read a quick message that he dropped on us, okay? It says, Spectrum Slam 2019 was easily one of the biggest highlights of my career, and I absolutely cannot wait to defend the FFA United States Championship over there again when the borders open up. 
Many thanks to Dynamo Pro and everybody in St. Louis for an unbelievable, an unbelievable, spectacular night. And I am hoping all is well with my U.S. peeps. Lucky, we love you, bro. Thank you so much. That's at Lucky M15 on Facebook. Give my man a follow, bro. Devin, when you hear that, do you feel justified and excited moving forward? With your cause, because it's not only him. Dynamo Pro is obviously excited. We're very, very excited. Drake Lee is obviously very excited. So you hear overall, not just his comments, but overall the excitement, man. Does it make you look forward to the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021 for everything you've got going on, dude? Because I know it makes me very, very excited. I'm, I'm excited. I, I can't wait. It's going to be great. I, uh, You know, Drake's going to have his work cut out for him, but I'll be excited to cut the check, so. Ooh, love it, my man. Letting us, letting his actions speak for him very, very loudly. Well, Jonesy, Hardcore Hoss, you know what time it is, gentlemen. It's time to, to get into tonight's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Shoot and Shout segment, where each of us get 30 seconds to mouth off about something that's pissing us off, and it doesn't even have to be wrestling related. Hardcore Hoss, hit that. Oh, well, uh, uh, 
uh, uh, you ain't helping out. Get a fucking job. Get a fucking job. Wow. I absolutely love it. Guess what? Mine, my shooting shout is actually pro wrestling related. And I know this is going to be near and dear to your heart, Devin. Because you know what? The idea that we are going to be safer without police officers in our neighborhood is absolutely absurd. And I'm open to it. If you've got somebody who's going to kind of take that spot and do a better job, I'm absolutely open to it. But let me tell you what happens when you start having less police. Somebody that I happen to be a huge fan of, had a chance to meet her in person, watch her wrestle several times, shot the Blackheart, had her car stolen this morning in Orlando, Florida. And let me tell you something. Just because these people are in NXT or just because they're in WWE doesn't mean that they're millionaires. As a matter of fact, there are very few people in the WWE that make over $100,000 a year. The list is not as long as you think it is. So, whoever decided to steal Shotzi Blackheart's vehicle that she uses still to get to and fro, trying to make a name for herself after bust her ass for so many years in the business, shame on you, you're a piece of crap. And to anybody who's okay with this crime just happening and there not being any consequences because you don't think we should have police, you're an idiot. Period, point blank. Our police officers are former Marines. They're former Army people. They're former Navy people. So if we don't have them, that's fine. But you got to tell me who's going to go investigate these crimes, this, this nonsense, these shenanigans that is happening on the streets of the United States where somebody who's just now starting to live their dream, like Shotzi Blackheart, has to have her freaking car stolen because people don't have nothing better to do. Shame on you, America. Shame on you. When young people are striving and working hard, because you know what? Anybody under the age of 40 right now gets criticized for being lazy, we're entitled, we want everything handed to us. Well, let me tell you something. That ain't the case in the world of professional wrestling. If you want to earn something in this business, you got to have 310 episodes with 620 of the greatest guests of all time. If you want to be credible, in the podcast wrestling industry. You've got to put your money where your mouth is. That's what we do here every single week on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, and that is exactly what the captain, Devin James, does every time that he joins us and what he's doing for fighting for autism. So don't ever ask me if I don't know how to put a bow tie on a segment, because there it was, ladies and gentlemen. Take notes. Devin James, as always, an honor and a pleasure to have you as a loyal member of the Wrestle Talk family, sir. Any final thoughts you want to get off your chest? Uh, Mr. James has uh, has dropped. Hopefully, we can get him uh, back on. You know, Devin is 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 an awesome, awesome, awesome guy. Uh, hopefully, we can get him back on to the podcast again sometime soon. Thank you so for come, for taking time out of your busy schedule to come on to the uh, uh, podcast. Man, so what do you think of the first hour, man? Are, are you? Well, you know what? I just got a message from him, and he said, "Hey, sorry about that. The call dropped, but I 100% agree." Thank you, Devin, yes. Joe. That was a great first hour of the show. And guess what? We're just 
getting started, baby, because hour number two is going to be just, just as fire as hour number one. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go to a quick break, two minutes and 20 seconds, and we will be back with the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. We'll see you in two minutes and 20 seconds. Peace. Tomorrow I'll tell you the same thing If you ain't what is that's a damn shame Yeah, they just ask me what I'm doing So I tell them that I'm cooling Yeah, they ask me what I'm doing So I tell them that I'm cooling About to make a ring, grab your ponchos But don't you touch my chips and cheese because it's not nachos And now I got lettuce, so I got tacos So now I got more greens than a side nose So I got your tacos yeah, I mean your top chick Got her legs in the air Like she missed the drop kick I'll even eat an Asian broad So I need some chopsticks Everybody gon' say it's rockin' when I drop this <laughs> Oh, I'm riding with like four bitches And then I leave the club and probably have more bitches And I don't play a sport but guarantee the score digits And then I reel them in <laughs> That's more bitches I love Mary Jane, just call me Spider-Man And then we gon' twist it all I need the lighter man Hit it with me, y'all Me tomorrow, I'll tell you the same thing. Boom, boom. If you ain't what is that's a damn shame. Yeah, they just ask me what I'm doing. What I'm doing, what I'm doing. So I tell them that I'm cooling. That I'm cooling, that I'm cooling. Yeah, they ask me what I'm doing. Yeah, what's good, New York? So I tell them that I'm cooling. I'm doing so I tell them that I'm cooling. Henny that I'm sipping in the blunt that I'm pulling. Old, old school caddy, that's a whip that I pull in. Ballet pop, you ain't even gotta pull in. And I'm chilling at the club. My niggas just flex in the paper like a limo, cause that shit is on stretch. Chilling at the party, sipping the four loco. Run it like Reggie Bush back in the Rose Bowl. My team ball, I don't have to, I'm the coach, yo. Try to act hood in my hood, that's a no no. When you cross that Brooklyn Breeze, better back it up. Back it up. You do some mess with Benji's, now we racking up. Uh, yeah, I know you a rapper, but you rack as fuck. Your album drop, your album flop, now you out of luck. Sacked your way, a navigator coming out the truck. Fresh Nike sneakers on, we going out the stunt. I'm just pulling with my gang name. Funny, yeah, the Mary Jane, take it to the brain. Yo, what up? Night Owl, Nightmare Jones. What up, Wrestle Talk fam? Do it for y'all. Check me out. Kick in the door, wave in the 4-4. Even them haters can't hate us no more. So unlock your door, cause we got some more. Every Wednesday we here, keeping it raw. Night out, Nightmare Jones and all the best jets. Like a double barrel pointed right at your chest. WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Smashing and killing it like the night of the prom. All right, ladies and what up, ladies and gentlemen? We're back. You know, as we were doing a, a break, I, I, I looked something up, Renee. Chris Jericho, you what? know, uh, uh, the uh, Kamala's family has a, a GoFundMe up, you know, to raise money for his funeral. Well, Chris Jericho, who has 
has been known to help out Kamala B before, donated $5,000 for Kamala's funeral. Him, a bunch of people from Impact Wrestling, uh, Kamala is like maybe a thousand, they're, they're like a thousand dollars away from their goal of $25,000 for Kamala's funeral. And it's only been up for like less than a day. So, man, kudos to, to Chris Jericho for, you know, looking out for for other, for for other people. You know, you can see what you want to about Chris Jericho, but the dude's got to hold the gold, man. $5,000. Well, Joe, I have a suggestion. I have a suggestion. I think I think you're going to – you might even like this idea. So remember last exactly. week you said that every two weeks you were going to buy a new pro wrestling T-shirt to sh- support independent wrestling? Remember you said you were going to do that? Yeah. yeah. All right. So here's my suggestion. You do whatever you want. My suggestion is that instead of buying a T-shirt on the, you know, the 15th, whenever you get paid, I would take those $20 – and donate them to the family of Kamala. What do you think about that idea? That would 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 uh, definitely work. That 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 would definitely work. I could definitely probably do that. Or or I know since I know you're you're uh you're riding with Biden, and uh, you 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 heard the announcement earlier today of Kamala Harris uh, on yeah. pro wrestling tees and pro wrestling tees. I believe that Kamala. The wrestler actually has a shirt that says Kamala 2020, and then it has Kamala as like one of the one of the circles in 2020. So either or, because I know you probably want to get a T-shirt, whatever, bro. I'm telling you, that's what we need to do here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. So many people have already picked up the Wrestle Talk podcast mug that we can afford to take 20 bucks or even 100 bucks, right? When we're sponsoring uh, Black Wrestlers Matter. The Wrestle Talk Podcast is all about giving back, and we're all about shedding limelight on up-and-coming professional talent, legendary talent, or guys that are halfway to WrestleMania. We've had the privilege of interviewing some pretty incredible people. I mean, as a matter of fact, we talked to ACH at the end of 2018, and he's right back with uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, along with another former guest, Logan Regal of the Regal Twins, will be a part of the huge New Japan Pro Wrestling event that is going to be taking place. That's what we do here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. We like to give back. Now, with that said, Jonesy, it is about that time to welcome in some of the rowdiest people in the pro wrestling world. It's almost like a subculture. You've got your professional wrestling, like casual fans, then you have your hardcore fans, then you have your marks. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Right, I consider myself to be a mark in a certain in a certain light. But then you have people like the members of the FWWC that they breathe, sleep, and eat professional wrestling. That's why they're a part of the world's premier fantasy wrestling promotion. If you need more information on that, please be sure you visit us over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash fantasy wrestling. Ladies and germs. This lady always ends up having to wait toward the end. And to be frank, I think it's a little unfair. So let's go ahead and bring her on first tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, the general manager of the Inferno team that claimed victory in our last round, round four of the FWWC brand battle, the one and only former women's champion, 
former hardcore champion and loyal member of La Familia Worldwide, blah, blah, freaking blah. Sister Hawk, you're live on the WrestleSoft Podcast FWWC segment. What's on your mind tonight? You know, I wanted to call and say hey and tell everybody that, you know, we are a week and a couple of days away from the weekend of the SummerSlam and going to Kansas City where there's going to be a big party. And anybody who has not gotten your hotel reservations, your flight reservations, what are you waiting on? FWWC is going to be off the hook that weekend, and you need to be there. So, so, now, so this, host, this, this, before we move on, Oh, Joe, sorry. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so, from what I understand, yes, you know, Hardcore Sis is going to be there at SummerSlam. Uh, now, are, are the rumors true that Hardcore Sis and Remy Ricks are going to be sharing a bed at that that uh, SummerSlam? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, Nightmare Jones. You know, you shouldn't be spreading lies like that. Lies. Now, what um, am I going to do with look, you? We all know that Remy Rick seems to have a thing for hardcore sis, so I just, I just, just a rumor that I heard, and I just wanted to bring it out and see if it was true or not. Oh my God. I go Where did you get that off? Kfab News. Kfabnews.com. That's where you got that news, Josie. Kfab News. It very well may have been. If it's on the internet, then it's true. But carry on, carry on. Well, you know, uh, not, listen, not I got, hey, listen, real quick, guys, before you go on, I, I do want to give a big shout out uh, to international superstar and um, St. Louis, actually, as a matter of fact, Midwest wrestling legend Ricky Cruz for tuning into the broadcast tonight, as well as the legendary uh, Herb Simmons, uh, Kansas City uh, renowned and well-respected DJ, DJ Swag, our buddy Rick Price, uh, who hosted NatuCon a couple of years in the St. Louis area, and everybody else who's checking in tonight, man. We really, really appreciate you guys being here. Get a second, make sure you hit that share button. Uh, Sis, um, we got quite a few callers here tonight, but I wanted to make sure that I asked you this question. Um, Clearly, um, you're giving yourself a huge leg up moving forward in the FWWC brand battle, but you also gave up quite a bit in your trade for Savior Saint. And I'm a little concerned because here recently, Savior Saint, Remy Ricks and Lilith were called out in the Dark Realm Trios tournament, and they're really nowhere to be found. So I know it's only been a short while, but are you having second thoughts about basically cashing in all of your all of your your uh, of your assets for the former Warriors Heart Champion Savior Saint? Are you having second thoughts by any chance? Are you still feel, feel good about your decision? You know, I feel really good about that decision. You know, I know um, some people here have criticized me because Savior Saint is definitely SOF, and I am La Familia. But like I like to tell people all the time, and it's the truth, when it comes to the Inferno team, this is a brand war. And it doesn't matter whether you're a member of one faction or another. If you're a good person to put on my team, it's a person who can help me win and in the long run will be someone that will help me get to the top, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do what's best for the Inferno. Now, when it comes to a faction war, I'm La Familia, red, white, and blue. I bleed La Familia. 
and I will die for my La Familia brothers. But this is not a faction war. It's a brand war. It's a brand battle. And I think one of the smartest moves I've made in a while was adding Savior Saint. And if you weigh what I get with him as to what I gave up for him, actually, I think in the long run, it's going to work in my favor more than anything else. Very well stated, and only time will tell. The only other question I have for you, sis, is this. Going into FWWC SummerSlam, I know you're going to be in Kansas City, which, by the way, the Wrestle Talk podcast is sponsoring, and there will be an absolutely wonderful cover charge. And that cover charge for the event is free 99. F R E E 99. For the first time ever, we're hosting an FWWC slash Wrestle Talk podcast watch party. And you can join us absolutely free. Just buy some food, buy some beer, or drink some beer, and no cover charge for this event. Because we know people are struggling a little bit right now financially. We're going to extend ourselves a little bit, not only on behalf of the WrestleTalk family, but also on independently owned minority businesses. As you guys know, our buddy B-Will is uh, African-American. And uh, we felt like, and Joe, I know you fully agree with this, like what better thing for us to do than to continue to fill that spot with social distancing requirements, high, high sanitation standards, but how fair would it be for us to pull out, uh, pause, <laughs> how fair would it be for us to pull out of the event when B-Will needs us the most? In order to keep his business alive, people have to go there. So that's exactly what we're doing for FWWC slash WrestleTalk Podcast SummerSlam Watch Party at Esports Bar KC. That's something that's got to make you very excited, considering you're going to be flying in, paying for a hotel, knowing you don't have to pay a cover charge for the watch party. That's got to be a pretty good feeling, right, sis? It's a great feeling. And, you know, I am so looking forward to seeing members of the FWWC family, whether it be Infinite Team, Rise team, Inferno team, I am looking forward to spending time with getting to talk to, getting to know some of the newer members of the Wrestle, of the FWWC and the WrestleTalk family. So this is going to be a wonderful time, and I am so looking forward to it. Well, you know what they say? They say that the Bleach Bandit might even be there. So that alone is worth its price of admission because the price is free. <laughs> hey, uh, well, this, maybe I'll maybe I'll get to drop him. <laughs> so maybe... And you know what? We've seen you do that to many, many other people before you. Well, guys, we are just a few minutes away from talking to Jossie, a very, very well-respected up-and-coming talent in the world of professional wrestling, and also a man who's going to be facing Airwolf on August 22nd at Black Wrestlers Matter. But as we work our way through this list, let's move on to a man that was brought up a little bit earlier by you, Nightmare Jones. Ready, Rick, any truth to the rumors that you and Hardcorses have a little something going on? No, man, there ain't no truth to that mess. Nightmare Jones just being Nightmare Jones, that's all it is. Oh, hold on a second then. Nightmare Jones, there you go. Yeah. You heard it straight from Remy Rick. You heard it straight from Hardcorses. 
So why don't you tell us about your sources? Where are you hearing these alleged rumors? Come on, out with it. Hey, uh, hey, the only thing that I can say is that it was on the Internet, and if it's on the Internet, then it's obviously true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just like K-State News, Nightmare Jones. Seriously. Seriously. Which, by the way, I do believe we have a breaking news update coming up shortly after the FWWC segment. Nightmare Jones, make sure you have it ready. Well, Remy Ricks, you're live on the FWWC segment during WrestleTalk Podcast 310th episode. A couple of uh, days out from SummerSlam here, maybe about 10. How are you feeling, bro? Are you ready? You ready to make well, for Inferno and have your opportunity to dethrone Marcus Mayhem as the FWWC Hardcore Champion? As much as I'm looking forward to SummerSlam and capturing not one, but two titles in my first attempt at being champion in FWWC, at FWWC SummerSlam, at the watch party at Esports Bar in KC. I heard you say you haven't heard much out of me since uh, Heaven's Demons said what they said, and as people know, not hearing out of Remy is a bit unusual. See, since El Mato was on the podcast Friday that I kicked the lawn off of, he said some things that made me think, and I put myself into self-isolation for the past few days and such. I did, I've been trying every way I can to get into this dark realm. I've tried seances. I've tried getting witches. I've tried drinking potions, and none of it's working. But I think I finally found the entrance. Whether I'm there alone or whether I'm there with Saint and Lily, I'm coming to this Dark Realms Trios tournament, and I am taking Heaven's Demons gold medals home. Well, wait, wait a minute, Remy Ricks. I, we got to get to the bottom of this. So you do understand that in order for you to be able to cross into the dark realm, there have to be three entities. You cannot go in to the qualifying match by yourself. El Mata, as much as I hate that despicable, disgusting mafioso, he has laid the bait, and apparently you're the only one that's interested. The question is, is the saviors a funk? not taking this very seriously? I mean, you had Funky Flex. He ended up having to leave the FWWC. You recruited Lilith, who's extremely talented, a longtime reigning women's champion. You have a former Warriors Heart champion in Saber Saint, but they can't seem to be troubled to respond. The question is, is that out of fear, or is that out of lack of interest? Because it's very concerning, Remy Rick. Yes, I agree. It is very concerning, and we know it's hard for Remy not to speak on things. But at the end of the day, as long as they're standing on the apron, I do not care if they step foot in that ring. As long as they're on the apron, I do not need them to have any part in the match. They're in the tournament. They're on the apron. There's my three souls right there. Remix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just played it. 
can shoot all your shots and we still won't come down. We some wolves, we some rods, yeah, they Well, that music can only mean one thing and one thing only. We are once again being interrupted by a rude, not willing to wait in line, self-entitled, La Familia asshole. El Diablo, welcome to the show. Why can't you just wait your turn, man? What is your freaking problem? Uh, why would I ever have to wait my turn, night out? That makes no sense. You got the best of the best here and ready to go. I took a break from the gym, clanging and banging from whenever I'm going to bang Lucha's head off the ground here at SummerSlam. Now, is there any type of interesting ordeals going on right now, or are we just going to hear Remy Ricks blabble on about his crush on Susie Hoffs? Mm. Okay, all right. Well, first of all, you clearly are not paying attention, sir. Okay, and I don't know what dimension or realm you're from, but here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, we take this very, very seriously. Okay, you're challenging for the FWWC World Championship, and also, from what I understand, you issued a challenge to Lilith, Remy Ricks, and Saber Saint concerning a match this week in the Dark Realm Trios Tournament. The question is, what are you going to do about it, sir? You issued a challenge. Are you really ready to take the likes of Remy Ricks? Because from what I continue to hear, all you're doing is running from the man. The only reason I have been walking away you know, being the bigger man that I am than Remy Ricks, it's because so my Remy brethren. Ricks is bigger man. I'm just saying, by by like about a hundred pounds. I'm sorry, the phone cut out during that. Anyways, the reason I walk away from Remy Ricks is because my brethren Marcus Mayhem is going to retain the hardcore title against them, and it be no point. But now that we've opened the dark realm. Remy, Remy Ricks, finally, it's his chance at meeting the back of my hand. Now, whether he shows up or not, you know, that's up to him. But I just hope this whole SOS friendship you got going on works out in the end. Because if it doesn't, you're just going to look more of a bigger idiot than you already do. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of tonight's edition of the FWWC segment where these guys are so on fire, they got me spilling beer all over myself. Thank you, everybody, who was able to join us tonight. Sis, Nightmare Jones, Remy Ricks, and, of course, El Diablo of La Familia Worldwide. Well, ladies and germs, it is about that time for us to get to our second featured interview of the evening. This is a man that I've been very, very excited to get an opportunity to interview, not only because I dig his charisma and I dig his style, okay? This man was, this man was once known as Big Match Jossi. And now, well, he wants you to call him the front man. And if you don't, you're in big trouble. From matches and the Proving Ground Pro against Calvin Takeman to his upcoming match at Black Wrestlers Matter, who we proudly sponsor here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, against Airwolf. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show for the very first time, the front man, Ja C. Hey, 
Ja, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast, man. How you doing tonight? Chilling, chilling, and killing, man. I'm I'm having the time of my life. I'm I'm outside of a ring. Uh, we're about to get in here and get a workout in, so I, I, I ain't got no complaints on my end, brother. How are you doing? And we're blessed, man. Yours truly, the night owl, with my partner in crime, Nightmare Jones, man. Let's get right into it. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to keep it hot and heavy, man, so stay with us. First question to you, John. Wrestlers matter, man. Can you speak on that? What was that? I didn't catch the first part of your question. I said, Ja, first question for you right off the bat, man. Why do black wrestlers matter? Can you tell us? You know what? I feel like you had me on this show here tonight because you want me to to toe the company's line and, and uplift everybody around me and all the boys and girls that are going to be on that card. When the fact of the matter is, Jabroni, there's only one guy on that night that matters. That's the front man. The front man matters. So much more than anybody else that you're going to see on August the 22nd. Do you understand me? Well, Ja, I'll tell you what. You're, you're not known for trying to endear yourself with the, less of the, the rest of the locker room. But let's keep it 100 right now, Chico. You're on a card with the likes of ACH, Alpha Omega, Brooke Valentine, John West, Mike Outlaw, how can you so confidently claim to be the star attraction of a show with that kind of a lineup? I have to know this. I'm chock full of piss and vinegar, man. You need to understand something when you talk about me. I've been, I've been really, really good, really, really talented for quite some time now. And I've got a big damn chip on my shoulder and a whole hell of a lot to prove. So, yeah, sure, JDX is going to be rocking with ACH, and it's going to be a fantastic bout because when you're talking about a dude that you can put uh, uh, the the company on his back, you can talk about JDX in about two to three years. All right, when you're talking about high flying, the future of high flying, Angel Dorado can do things that I have never seen any other human being do, and the world doesn't know that yet. He's going to be on that car rocking and rolling. My good buddy Stephen Wolf. He's one of a kind. You've seen him on uh, WWE Network on the uh, the Evolve special. He's yeah. world class, and he's spoken for himself. He's going to be on the card. And, oh, yeah, there's going to be a guy by the name of Airwolf who's going to lay down for three seconds while I get my hand raised and I make my name on that night. So, yeah, there's a lot of talent. But you sit there and you ask me why, why, I, why it is that I, I feel that I'm the star of the show. Well, yeah, yeah. If I seen it any other way, I wouldn't be John. Now would I? Ah, that's a fair point. That is a very fair point. So let me go from that to something else. I've had the pleasure of seeing you in action against guys twice your size. I'm reminiscing back to a match that you had uh, about a year ago, give or take a couple of months, against Calvin Tankman. We all know that you can adapt to all environments. How difficult is it for you to go against a guy that is that much bigger than you or, as a matter of fact, that much smaller than you and more athletic, some people would say, as Airwolf? How do you adapt your style depending on the opponent? I'm curious to know. Well, I can't give away my secrets now. A magician doesn't tell you that the rabbit's not really in the hat. I I, I got to I got to play my play my cards to myself, but I will say this. Getting in the ring with Calvin Tankman was uh, uh, 
a hell of a time because you, you're talking about a guy who is legitimately got 200 pounds on me of muscle. Muscle. Have you seen the tracks wow. on that animal? He's a beast. And the things he's able to do inside of that ring, I, I he's what, what's he, about 260 or whatever, uh, oh, damn near 300 pounds. The man did a whisper in the wind on uh, Congo Kong in, in uh, Indianapolis one time. And, and he's standing in the ring trying to keep up with me. Now, there's something that I pride myself, which sets me apart of my opponents and my contemporaries, everybody around me, is my ability to adapt and my ability to uh, blow up my opponent and, and outmaneuver them. And before you know it, I sneak in a kick. You know, they're laying down on the back, looking up at the lights, and I'm getting the win. When you're talking about a guy like Airwolf, this one's interesting. Separate from Calvin Tegman, well, the Calvin, Calvin Tankman match was awesome, you know. I, I'm, I'm ducking and dodging him. Airwolf, Airwolf can keep up. Airwolf can keep up, and Airwolf can do things that I can't do. But, but, Airwolf is mistaken if he thinks that just because he can flip-flop and fly and do a fancy little dive outside of the ring that he's going to get the win. He is very, very wrong. This is a show, and what I do is show up and steal it every. I put on a a a high high. I said a high uh, bar of excellence, and Airwolf has to match that. So I outwork everybody, and I outperform. That's how I adapt. Really, I do what they. Well, it do. sounds like you're uber confident going into what could be one of the most extraordinary and unique shows that we've seen in Midwest pro wrestling history. Before I throw it over to my uh, my partner in crime, Nightmare Jones, let me ask you another question. Where did all this confidence come from, Jossie? Clearly, you could have been successful in any, in any endeavor, uh, whether you wanted to go into business, stock exchanges, you wanted to be a world-renowned chef, you wanted to be a five-star athlete uh, in, in professional sports such as football and basketball. You chose professional wrestling, and I think the world of professional wrestling is lucky to have But how is it that you ended up in professional wrestling? I'm very curious. I love how you put that question because all it did was make my head even bigger than it already is. You're right. I chose (laughs) professional wrestling. I chose professional wrestling because when I was about four or five years old, I was sitting on the floor in my grandma's living room, and I seen Chris Jericho running his mouth head-to-head with The Rock. And from that moment on, I knew exactly what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do, and I have dedicated every single day of my life since then to this. That's how I'm so good. But really, when you sum it up, how how it is or, or where I get my confidence from, I think is what you asked me. I'm touched by the hand of God, really. I just know how good I am at this, and I get agitated when um, everyone else doesn't see what I find to be so obvious. And I think because of that, it manifests itself in just quality gold. Especially when I run my uh, especially when I run my mouth, and every time I, I, I wrestle, man, it's it's just this pent up aggression, this 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 thing in me that I. I have to prove myself always. So, yeah, I, I, I'm cocky. I'm very confident. I, I'm very provoked. But there's a human behind all of that as well. And the, that human, 
won't let you down. And just know that whenever I'm performing, I'm giving you everything I got because I refuse to let you down, and I have to deliver because I've got so much to prove. Wow. I love the passion coming from the front man, Nightmare Jones. And I I know you're excited and ready uh, to comment and ask some questions. So why don't you jump right on in here with a man that is going to attempt to steal the show on the 22nd in Des Moines, Iowa for Black Wrestlers Matter. Joe, the floor is yours, sir. Absolutely. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule. All right, so, you know, I'm going through your uh, social media, and as everybody knows, Logan Paul made this this statement that he was offering a bunch of money to anybody that would get into the wrestling game with him. And the one and only New Jack responded, and you said, New Jack versus Logan Paul, let's go. Why do you want to see Logan Paul die in the wrestling game? <laughs> <laughs> Dude's a doucher. Dude's a douche. No, I'm just, you know what? His his persona is very douchebag like, but I you know what? It's 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 all a part of the thing, right? That's what he does is he puts out this character for everybody to 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 talk about. So you know what? By all means, I'm sure he's a great dude in real life. I just want to have you have you you ask me why I want to see him face New Jack. Did you see the Dark Side of the Ring New Jack episode? Oh, yes, yeah, that shit was raw, boy. <laughs> okay, yeah, see, 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 that's exactly why that entire episode is exactly why I want to see New Jack versus Logan Paul. <laughs> oh my Hey, Logan Paul can come. Uh, he can come get get rocked by the front man if he wants to lose ten thousand dollars. I got. I'll fold his ass get up that like ass a freaking gordita. I ain't got no problem with that. <laughs> Pay me ten thousand dollars to whoop that ass. Uh, also, good question, Joe. Now, now, money, now also on, on your social media, it 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 shows a uh, a a picture of a uh, Terry Funk. And it says, come on, Funkle, give me one more match. Did you face Terry Funk in a wrestling match? <laughs> you know what? I, uh, I'm i really good at Twitter, man. I, <laughs> I, like to call, I like to call my shot. And there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish in wrestling and a lot of things that I want to do, a lot of people that I want to face. And uh, there's, if there's anybody that I think I could talk into one more match, I think it's Terry Funk. <laughs> yes. Sign us up. Um, we'll sign that petition real quick. Absolutely. So, all right. So, I guess that my last question before I throw it back to Renee is, how did you come up with the nickname The Front Man? <sighs> Do you know what a front man is? Well, yeah. So when we're talking about the phrase, the name, wait, 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 front man, depends, traditionally. Though. Wait, wait, can I, can I answer this? So it depends. Yeah, in sure, street, sure. I'm curious to in see the street, what you got. In the, in, the, in the street, the front man means one thing. And then in the world of entertainment, the, the word front man means something else. So it just depends. Are we talking about entertainment or are we talking about in the street? That's that's very astute of you. Clearly, you have done your homework. So I'll put I, it I, into my words. 
I'll put it into my words. Right. And I like your answer. I do. I do. But I think it's obvious if you have ever seen me do what it is that I do. I think my name fits me to a T. It's not necessarily, how'd you come up with the nickname? No, I am that. I embody everything that a front man is. The front man rocks the show at a level that nobody else can hang with. The front man sets the precedent. If you go to a concert, if you go see the Rolling Stones, yeah, sure, Keith Richards is cool, but make no mistake about it, Mick is the one running the show. Do you understand me? If you go see Michael Jackson and all of his backup dancers, there's a reason that you only know that one guy's name on that stage, Michael Jackson, because he's the front man. If you see a wrestling show featuring Jock of the goddamn C, you know exactly why. Right then and there, I am the front man. Damn. That was a great answer. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Why don't you come in with whatever question that you have, sir? No, no doubt, man. I appreciate it, Joe. Those were some damn good questions. So I guess I, I want to go and, and kind of dig a little bit through the uh, the past of the frontman, Jossie. You obviously are looking forward to a tremendous matchup on August 22nd uh, at the Black Wrestlers Matter event in uh, Des Moines, Iowa. But talk to us about where you've been, you clearly have had an opportunity to face some of the very best in the business already, uh, you know, hailing out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, can you talk to us about some of the highlights and the lowlights of your career up to this point? The only lowlight in my career is the past uh, uh, four months that I didn't have the option of uh, uh, going to a wrestling event and then rocking it. You know, that's the only low part. Now, make no mistake about it, I've been busy as hell over these past four months, and quite frankly, I probably needed that time. But uh, I, I love what it is that I do. Now, what was the question there? Well, I'm also curious about some of the people that you had a chance Definite highlights, but some of my favorite matches 
I I haven't had any major um, uh, injuries, but I have gotten my ass kicked uh, tangling with with Steve Manders a time or two. And I love going up against that big hoss. You talk about a a size differential there, man. Steve's an anomaly. He's an anomaly, excuse me, because he's an athlete. He was a former uh, uh, football player at uh, Western Hawkeyes down in Iowa. And he's incredibly athletic. He's quick. He's strong, and he's big. He's hard to take down, although I have. Uh, he's got some of my favorite matches under my belt. Uh, Devon Monroe, that that kid, we got such natural chemistry, man. Uh, I don't think I've had a bad match with him ever. Um, what are some other great ones? Uh, there's Travis Titan guy. Down in uh, uh, Iowa, if you haven't heard about him, look him up. He's a good kid. Um, I, I had fun wrestling him. That Calvin Tankman match was very fun. I wanna, I wanna do that one again. I wanna go head to head with Calvin Tankman That'll with be the fresh. front man today, but this time in front of a drunken rowdy crowd with a whole lot of expectations, man. And I think we would deliver. I know we would deliver. Um, it, I, I, I like talking about uh, the guys that I've learned from competing against, but I'd rather talk about the future, to be honest with you, because there's so much more out there for me to accomplish. There's so much. There, I want right, well, the front me, man to be a household name by the end of this year. Well, let me hit you with the next question, then, because you, you kind of are going in the direction that I uh, was thinking about going in. And when we talk about people's past, it's only to give folks a certain perspective on who it is that they're listening to here on episode 310 of the Wrestle Talk podcast with Joe and Renee. So let's get on to the important stuff. If everything goes back to almost normal, what does the, an ideal 2021 look for or, or look like for the front man, Jossie? What would be a dream scenario for you over the next? let's say 18 months, if you could rub a magic uh, uh, a lamp and decide what happens over the next 18 months in your career, what would that look like, Josh? Well, I'm going to start at the end, and I'm going to work myself back. At the end of 18 months, I see contract being signed. To whom? Don't know. Not going to call that one right now, although I, I do uh, have my suspicions as to where it is I'll go. But matches that I want to have uh, going forward to fill out that 18 months, I want to compete that that Brian Pillman Jr. guy. I seen him at Warrior uh, last weekend. I'd like to go uh, uh, around with him. Warhorse, he's hot as ever. I think me beating Warhorse uh, makes my name bigger. Uh, Myron Reed, I am a huge fan of, and I need to compete against him because he's one of the guys I look at. Hot fire, yeah. He's one of the guys I look at, and I'm like, you know what? I, I he can do some interesting things, and then end up getting kicked in the mouth for me to beat as hey, well. Hey, uh, So real quick, real quick story. St. Louis, uh, no, this was Glory Pro. Glory Pro, St. Louis, Missouri, 2018. Hot mm-hmm. fire, Myron Reed. Hot fire, Myron Reed versus versus. When 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 uh when Jason still had the long hair, bro, let me tell mm-hmm. you, these guys were doing things. They were running. They looked 
they look like anime characters, bro. They were running on the wall. Yeah, sure. And, and I don't yeah, know. Sure. Hey, listen, man. Crazy. Listen, man. Myron, Myron is a stud. Myron is a stud, and I've thought that ever since I've seen him for the first time. Uh, uh, also, you know what? Another name is uh, ACH. To me, I think ACH, you could, you could call him the greatest wrestler in the world. He's the only guy out there, truthfully, that I, I look at and I get a little bit nervous about competing against him. I do believe I can keep up, but, man, he is awesome. He is world-class. And you know what? He's going he's gonna to be in the ring with uh, the JDX on the 22nd, the same show that we're, we're talking about, Black Wrestlers Matter. And I, I, don't, nope. I don't expect that to be anything short of a spectacular event. A spectacular you know, match. I want to be fair specifically. I, I want to be fair here, Joe. You know how I am, and you know how much I love ACH. I have a full size, like I have a fork that um that is about four feet long, like a like a kitchen fork made out of wood that ACH signed for me at a St. Louis Anarchy show. But you know what I would love to see, and it's gonna sound a little crazy, but frontman Josh C versus Fred Yehai. That would be oh yeah, oh yeah. Fred Yehi, Fred Yehi is uh, the, he is he's the Mike Tyson of, but make no mistake about it, Muhammad Ali is was and will always be the greatest of all time. So Fred Yehi would step up and get set down. That's exactly how that match would go. So if you are wondering what would happen in a, a far off world, a far off land, if Fred Yehi had the ball to stand toe-to-toe with the front man and prove that he had the gall to, to rock with the front man, he would get set down harder than a sack of bricks, man. That's how that match would go. You understand that? I do. I I do. Oh, my God. All right, Nightmare Jones. Wow. Nightmare Jones, I want to give you a chance to jump back in here, man, because I'm really digging Josh's energy, man, and I want to keep it going, bro. Any, any uh, other questions or thoughts? For the front man himself, I do. I I, I, I do. So we, we we see that you are a singles wrestler, but you've also been pretty successful as a tag team wrestler. Uh, you were part of a tag team, or may still be part of a tag team called Fist and Delicious with JT Energy. What was it like being a part of this tag team? That's the only tag team that I foresee myself ever being a part of. Um, Vicious and Delicious ran roughshod over uh, throughout Iowa and the Illinois area, man, for uh, for a few years, man. And you know what? Good good times. Very good times. Uh, JT Energy was fun to work with, fun to work with. Um, I don't foresee myself going back to tag teams, quite frank with you, because I love the spotlight. I love talking about me. I love in the show as a singles guy. Wow. Next question. You know, uh, being the singles guy, <laughs> man, oh, man, oh, man. So I, I guess that, 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 that my next question is, what do you hope that the fans get out of seeing one of your matches? Like at the end of the day, when somebody goes to see what the show that you're on, what do you hope that the fans leave? When they walk out of the show, I hope they know every time that they see me that I won't let them down. When everybody else packs their bags, shows up to the venue with a merch box in hand, 
they, they, they have a 50-50 shot of whether or not they're going to deliver on that night. They have a 50-50 shot whether or not they're going to make their name and solidify their place on the scene as, as the next top star on our scene. And, and more often than not, guys come in with, with high hopes and high expectations, and they fall short of that. And I want the fans to know every single time that they see me that at least frontman job won't let you down. Wow. That, that, that is it's completely awesome. And I'm going to throw it back to Renee, but before I do, he made a statement on your Twitter. It said, you are the best damn interview out here today, and I am here to say, sir, that you are not lying. This has been one of the best damn interviews that, that we've had in quite some time. I love this interview. This is absolutely amazing. Renee, take it over. Thank so you. Now, Thank you. you. It's a pleasure. A man who stays true to his word. Well, you know what, ladies and germs, I know there's a lot of you guys excited for what's coming in the world of professional wrestling over the last couple of months, or I should say the next couple of months. And if you're not paying close attention to the front man, Jossie, you're making a huge mistake. If you would like to see him live, there are still tickets available for Black Wrestlers Matter in Des Moines, Iowa, on August 22nd. That's the night before SummerSlam. And here's what you can do. You can enjoy a beautiful, wonderful, spectacular NXT show Friday night from your home. Then on Sunday, I mean, I should say on Saturday, you can drive up to Des Moines, Iowa, and enjoy a beautiful, wonderful, one of the greatest, most historic pro wrestling shows in the history of Midwest Wrestling, Black Wrestlers Matter. And then you can drive your happy ass back home on Sunday. Especially you live in the Kansas City area and join us for the best watch party in the Midwest at Esports Bar KC, owned by our brother, minority owner, B. Will. Brandon, we love you so much, bro. Thank you for allowing us to use your venue to host the WrestleSoft Podcast Watch Party for the Summer for SummerSlam. And Pardon. You know, how, how can you beat how can you beat a weekend full of wrestling? Friday you get in it. You can't. Hey there. Saturday, you, you mind? Black Wrestling Real Matter. Oh, 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 can you hear me? Sunday you get SummerSlam. And you know what? Jossie's gonna add to that. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 adding on to the millions upon millions of dollars that the WWE already pumps into the promotional department here. There's only one show that you need to worry about on that weekend, and that's the Black Wrestlers Matter show in Des Moines, Iowa, Franklin uh, Junior High Auditorium, because it's gonna be it's gonna be the night where where Frontman makes his name. It's gonna be the night where. Airwolf gets plucked out of obscurity and shown what it's like to rock under the bright lights, man. There's only one show you need to be talking about here. You understand that? And listen, I'm going to cut this thing short right now, and I'm going to let you know, all you freaks and geeks out there, if you want to rock some merch, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash FrontmanJawROX because he does, and you can get your very own custom C merch today them right to your door. And if you want to follow me on any of my social media, just look up Footman Ja, J-A-H. I'm that everywhere, and I will respond to you maybe, sometimes, I don't know, kind of, not really, because I'm busy. But I'm going to end it right there. Goodbye. Well, Ja, before... 
we let you go 100%. Here's what I want to say, and I want you to hang with me for this reason. The WrestleTalk podcast stands in firm support of Black Wrestlers Matter. Jossie, thank you so much for your time. We know you have to go. And next time you join us on the WrestleTalk podcast, we would love to have you go one-on-one with Nightmare Jones in the WrestleTalk podcast game show challenge. Guys, that is what you get when you tune in to the WrestleTalk podcast with Joe and Renee. Best interviews, great insight, and high energy. I'm really, really grateful to everybody who tuned in tonight. Super grateful to our new audio engineer, Hardcore Hoss, our media director, Skywalker Luke Roberts, the founder of the WrestleTalk podcast, Nightmare Jones, and every last member of the WrestleTalk family. Guys, thank you so much for supporting us. Grace and peace to you. We will be back next week on Tuesday for episode 311 of the WrestleTalk podcast with Joe and Renee. Appreciate you guys hanging out. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that share button. And remember, 24-7 over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Do me a favor and share that broadcast. Hardcore Hogs, you know what to do, baby. Let's go ahead and close it out after Joe says goodbye, and then you hit that music. Josie? <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a great, great, great night. We appreciate everybody coming on to the podcast. You all have been absolutely amazing. Man, man, oh, man, oh, man. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Wrestle Talk Podcast with Joe and Renee. And ladies and gentlemen,